Welcome to the MTB Tribe Podcast, your trail map for the world of mountain biking. And now, I'll introducing your host, Gareth Beckett. Hello again, mountain bikers, and welcome to another episode of the MTB Tribe Podcast. And I'm here, as always, to help you find out more about mountain biking, how to get out in the trails, keep you stoked, and hopefully learn a little more about mountain biking and the people involved. So thanks so much for being here. I do appreciate you letting me in your earballs. So thanks again. Now for the folks that are following the podcast on iTunes and on Stitcher, thank you so much for all the reviews you're leaving and the five-star ratings you're giving. And please, please, please share with friends as always. It lets the show be seen. And that's the best way really to get the word of the show out is just by word of mouth and sharing with friends. So thanks for the guys that are doing that. I appreciate that. It really does help the show along. Now, on today's episode number 58, we are changing the way we think about life, work and passions with Simon Hall. Now, Simon helps people chase the life they are passionate about and that they really want to live. And this spills into mountain biking because Simon has just got hooked on mountain biking and it's not hard to see why. <laughs> I was put in contact with Simon Fire Alex, who we had on the podcast back in episode number 43, talking about how to prepare yourself for enduros. Well, Alex is coached by Simon, not just for his mountain biking racing and adventures, but for his life on the road and how he stays focused on the correct things to help him improve and move forward just in everyday life and obviously his racing. So Simon is such a great guy and has really switched on to helping people get into the correct frame of mind to better their life and get them moving in the right direction to make their life better. This is chatting about everyday life and on the bike as well because it all moves across. You can develop this into mountain biking as well. So Simon got into mountain biking after a chance meeting with Alex. The two of them hit it off and one thing led to another. Simon helped Alex focus and change his lifestyle and Alex helped Simon get on a bike and up into the mountains. So it was a win-win for them guys. So we chat to Simon about how to better yourself, how to make the gym work for you, getting your meditation on the trails, fueling yourself properly for the bike and making your passion help in your everyday life, plus much more, of course. And we could have chatted about this stuff for hours and hours and hours. And uh, Simon was very kind and was willing to do that. So um, sit back, folks. Enjoy the podcast. And it's a real good one. And Simon is such a cool guy and really willing to help everybody. So go to the show notes at mtb-tribe.com and you will get the links and stuff to Simon's info there. But for now, let's welcome Simon to the MTB Tribe podcast. Hi, Simon. Welcome to the MTB Tribe podcast. How are you today, sir? You're having a lazy one, are you? I am having a very lazy day today, Gareth. I'm uh, really appreciating <laughs> it. So thank you for giving me a reason to get out of bed and have a coffee and speak to you. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Is that a homemade brew, is it? Um, it actually is. Do you know what? I'm not actually at my own house, so I've had to settle for instant coffee. So a little bit oh. of a coffee snob, but... It'll do. It'll do. Instant's <laughs> tough, man. See, I can't do it anymore. Oh, what's your flavour? What do you go for? What's your method? I well, I actually use a wee AeroPress. Ah. That's what I like. And it, you can you know the good thing about that is you can travel easy with that. Totally. Um I'm a big Chemex fan, but they're hard to put on planes. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't try that. <laughs> no, no. So, Simon, you're a you do a load of stuff. You're a coach. You're a speaker. You're a writer, um, and you help people all over the world achieve greatness in areas of their life. Um, so th- that is awesome, and it's really great to get you on the podcast because this kind of thing is becoming so popular now on social media and with athletes, with musicians. Um, so thanks so much for coming on. It'll be great to chat to you. Hey, I appreciate the offer. It's um, it's good. Obviously, we can get our message out further through podcasts, so it's the least I can do. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant. So now we were actually put in contact with Alex, who was on the podcast um, a number of episodes ago. Um, Alex is he's the guy behind Wolfpack Adventures, the YouTube channel, uh, him and Amanda. Um, so how did you get in contact with Alex? How did that all happen? Oh, long story. Okay, <laughs> so hey, first things first, those guys are absolutely crushing it. It's uh, it's really inspiring to see what they're doing as well. Um, but me and Alex, we met in Cyprus. So we both randomly, I, I just ended up in Cyprus with a couple of friends um, who were hosting a entrepreneur's uh, event and retreat. And me and Alex just happened to literally just hit it off on that retreat. So we became quite good friends from that. Um, I can remember one night in a bar, just sat me and Alex just chatting and he just, he just said like, look, if there was anything that I want to be doing right now, because the actual retreat aim was all about, um, kind of like building careers around your passions and following Mm. through with, you know what I mean? Go and just do what you like and Mm. build something around that. So I remember being sat, I remember exactly what I was drinking as well. So I sat with Alex drinking an espresso martini and he just opened up. He's like, look, I I just want to do this, do this, get, get on my bike, just travel around the world, cycle, and just make a real big go of it. Um, I think that was about a year and a half ago. So right, like wow. I was saying, it's, it's amazing to see what those guys have done in such a short period of time. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I can remember just being sat there. I was like, okay, so how do we do that? <laughs> so we sat there like creating a contact list, people, companies who we can reach out to, ways that you can make it work. Um, and obviously Alex at the time was a copywriter. So it was quite an easy transition from that aspect. And then when it actually came to it, he, he mentioned that he'd been, um, I, I, don't, I don't know, I'm very new to this industry, so I don't know if it was um, an invite or if been chose or nominated to uh, ride the Enduro World Series. Mm-hmm. So um, it was from that where we again picked up when we hit back in the UK and he just basically said, I'm, I really don't feel like I'm getting the most from my ride. Um, now, bear in mind at the time, I was very, I didn't really have a clue <laughs> of what actually <laughs> you guys do on bikes. I just thought in my head, you get a bike, <laughs> hold on for dear life and just go down a mountain, which is one part of it. I didn't realize that it involved having to cycle all the way back up it yeah, as well. Yeah. I didn't actually realize the endurance aspect, which was required within that sport. So you can be on the bike for a considerable, considerable amount of mileage and, um, well, time. So we're actually speaking to Alex and he came and was like, look, I'm having real issues with power, strength. Uh, I, I'm struggling to like get the endurance out on the bike. And then obviously we, we, what we do, which is essentially we can help people in the health aspect, the business aspect. So it just kind of fitted in where I was like, Come, right, Alex, what we'll do, we'll sponsor you because I believe in you and I believe in what you're going to do. So uh, we took um, him and Amanda under our wing. We provided them with all the coaching, mind, body, health, wellness tools that they needed. And within, I think it was between eight and 12 weeks, he, well, they both had a considerable, um, like ridiculously considerable improvement in all aspects of their ride from being able to finish races and they weren't 
trained um, they were able to train more they were able to put more through the week into the training uh, and the crossover was just fast but the, the beautiful thing about what we do is uh, with the nourish group we were vast believers in how you affect one thing in life affects everything mm-hmm. so when we got in with a couple of areas it just it just starts to improve every single area confidence uh, your ability to focus in on your work and produce more what you can actually output on a bike and X, Y, Z. So it really does create a huge difference for the person. So that's pretty much how me and Alex met. And then we've been friends ever since. So now my job's just to keep pushing him to go and do, do more and reach out to more people. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So you obviously stick with him. And what have you planned for Alex in the future? Do you lay out goals and stuff like that? Um, So at the minute, Alex is in a really good place. I think he, the main 12, 16 weeks I think they spent with us was just about like uh, readdressing habits now believe it or not it's usually the simplest habits that can have a, a massive massive impact in let's let's just flip this completely into the the mountain bike world so into a rider's um, game so little things like hydration making sure that the calorie amounts are being hit so I think as soon as Alex realized what his basic foundation was it was very very easy for him then to move on without actually us having to go look track these calories track these macros and make it really mundane and boring because let's face it people who ride bikes for a living down hills don't want to be sat tracking calories and macros do you know what i mean so um yeah we we gave them the tools we gave them the fishing rod and now they're in a position where they can do what they need and if they do need help we have like a 24-hour support where they can reach out and just get the tweaks and the help that needed really so mm-hmm. on a health a health and a performance aspect that's where those guys are at current and i think now they're in france as well crushing it so <laughs> yeah yeah they're doing well and i do follow them you know on youtube and, and instagram and stuff like that and yeah they're, they're loving it there and alex is he has really stepped up his game and amanda has stepped up her game too it's well it's one of those isn't it it's if you go two feet into anything in life and commit everything will just follow suit and mm-hmm. i take my heart off to them for the conversation me and alex had a year and a half two years ago to actually following through with it it, it is if, if you know what i mean if, if that's what every day i am so jealous if that's what every day <laughs> can be, you're gonna get better you're gonna make improvements it's just all gonna it's all gonna follow yeah yeah so simon tell us a wee bit about your background then so what do you actually do would would it be put under would it be a life coach or just explain to us a wee bit yeah um do you mean what do i do in a business sense or do you want yes yeah business and yeah um i own a company called uh the nourish group so we're going through a huge rebrand at the minute very very stressful couple of months (laughs) but um (laughs) basically what we've got is it's a group so my the, the key aim and what i'm trying to achieve what I'm trying, what I'm going to achieve with it is um, the go-to platform for self-development, transformation, change on every single front. So um, like I was trying to say before, I see so many people struggle because they take a one-dimensional approach into changing something and it, it only goes so far before another area shows up and it fails. So what we aim to do is put something in place where we can literally help people in every single area of their life from the way, the health, the the confidence, the self-esteem, building a business, uh, X, Y, Z. Because how we started was as a health and wellness company, we soon realized as soon as people get more confident, they have more self-esteem, they then suddenly will do things that they didn't think they could do, like break a relationship that they weren't happy in, go and end uh, a job that they absolutely hated and go and follow Mm -hmm. through his passion and his career. So we just thought, you know what, if people are coming and they're having this much impact, how can we actually facilitate that whole change? And 
that's essentially what the Nourish Group does. So we've got Nourish You, which is health, body, wellness, uh, the mentality, all that sort of stuff. So that's initially where Alex started. Another chain to the business is Nourish Business. Uh, we've got Nourish Corporate, Nourish, uh, which obviously is in the corporate sector, uh, Nourish Retreats, Nourish Events, and lots of things along the lines of that. So it's it's all getting there. <laughs> so give me, give me a couple of weeks. We'll drop the hammer on it, and it will be all live. Wow, that, that does sound stressful. <laughs> but I love it, though. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. If you love working, then it's, it's fun. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think it's really interesting because the kind of – follow your passions into a career thing is so so popular at the minute yeah and you know i must admit now the podcast for me has been a wee bit of that um to be honest um not all that but the the situation i found myself in i was looking at the podcast along those lines and you know i i have wrote or read books like never eat alone and you know the war of art and all that kind of so i am into all that kind of stuff i have a business background so (laughs) yeah i'm kind of into that but it's interesting that how you can move that to anything so let's say mountain biking you know that is so cool yeah it's incredible well i think that's it is passion flows doesn't it so i think like alex is just a prime example this this is just going to be a appreciation podcast for Alex isn't it but I think <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like the prime examples there from someone who was a bit stuck to someone who just do you, do you know what I'm going to commit to this look at the amount of people that they're inspiring now they're inspiring thousands all the channels are jumping up left right and center they're creating a community a hub people are coming up to them asking for photos and signatures and stuff so it's that's that's it is <laughs> it's as simple as that yeah, yeah. and the whole passion thing is, you know, follow your passions. And I've always kind of been about that myself. Um, I think you get so much enjoyment if, if you're doing something you really enjoy. Exactly. Um, so for people listening to the podcast here and that are really into mountain biking and stuff, um, it's not a big fad or it's not a phase or it's it's not a lie has been sold by media. It, it, you can do it. It is, it is possible to do it. Totally. Totally. I mean, with anything, it's going to require some work, some effort, some hard, probably stressful times until you get to that point of building some form of momentum. But as soon as you get to the position where that ball can tip, it just it just happens, doesn't it? There's a really good book called The Tipping Point. I think it's Malcolm Gladwell. Yeah. Which comes yeah, I've read it. Yeah. It's a similar thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, he actually has another book that I love called The Outliers. Have you read it? Yep. Yep. I'm Man, absolutely that, That's such a cool book. Yeah, and it's so true. What was your What was your takeaway from it? Um, I think that I wasn't born in the right month. <laughs> <laughs> no, I read that a long, long time ago. Um, I just found it very interesting the way he chats about the ice hockey thing in the United States, and that if you're born in a certain month, yeah. it relates to how you actually go on. And what I found was. He was saying that initially at that stage, the players aren't particularly any better, but just because of what month they were born, they're actually almost a year older, so they're faster, they're stronger, they're bigger. And then all of a sudden, because of that, you get better coaches, then you get more ice time, then you get even better coaches, then you get, you know, health and nutrition help. And it just, it just steamrolls into 
getting you to that level where you have all the best people around you. And I think that's so important. I totally agree. We'll have to work out what that is in the mountain bike world, won't we? Yeah. like but, <laughs> August. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, the, the thing is, Simon, I think this is so true. Um, and Tim Ferriss, you'll have heard of him. Tim mm-hmm. Ferriss talks a lot about this kind of thing. That if you want to do something, he's a great believer in just going to the best person that you can go to related to that. Why waste time searching on the internet? Why waste time seeing what works? Just go to the person that knows what works. And I suppose that's what you do. So if somebody's wanting to advance and get better in mountain biking, no matter what it may be, if they go to somebody like you, you can set them on the right direction straight away. Pretty much. That's, I think that's the beauty of what we do. We've got a, a very good team of experts that can help people in a lot of fields. So it's we can just point people and give them the right person to do that. Yeah. It's, it's, I always think it's one of the best ways to cut down an acceleration or a personal growth curve is to find someone. Because if you look up to someone and someone's inspiring you as well, you, you listen. You're just naturally by default going to take that information in more and act on it, aren't you, as well? Mm. So I, I totally get that. Like, yeah. Yeah, cool. And how long have you been doing this kind of thing for, Simon? Um, I actually started off in the health and fitness world when I was 18. Um, we built a, a, a business from that. And then with this stuff, it's only been over like the past couple of years. And then the past past six months has been rebrand period where we've just mm-hmm. gone, do you know what, this is, let's step away from this because this industry is not actually doing what it should be for its people. And we'll try and re-sculpt and recreate what we see it as and that's that's the challenge now <laughs> yeah very good and how many people work for you or work with you uh, so in total at the minute there's around um we subcontract a lot so for okay. us at the minute there's a core team so we've really really built uh, the big thing for us with this rebrand is getting the core uh, people together so there's around 13 at current um with what's coming up we will be looking to bring that in and then create mentoring structures where we can help people come up to the levels where we want. So we will be creating things there as well to bring people through. Yeah, no, very good. And it's it's good to speak to somebody like you that's doing this because a lot of it seems to be out of a lot of people's reach. Um, Especially here where I'm at in Ireland, you know, there's no conventions. There's there's nothing you can go to really unless you go to the south, I suppose. Yeah. And I, I take it you attend a lot of the entrepreneurial kind of conventions and... I honestly, I'm a sucker for adrenaline sports and being a nerd. If that's me in a nutshell, <laughs> like, that is that is it. So anything where I can go and learn or take away, uh, connect with new people, I'll, I'll be there. Um, very around that scene. I'm quite fortunate where at the minute we're being asked to speak a lot of events as well, which is I never really thought I'd be doing. So I still mm. kind of in shock as how these things keep popping up. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's quite an amazing space to be in at the minute. And the, the big thing for me is I, I'm fed up with seeing people lose, um, which is why I do what I do. And I strongly think that when you unite people and you build communities, people move uh, forwards together faster. So that's a big thing for us. That's what the whole Nourish Network community is. People who are after bettering themselves, bringing them together and giving them the tools where they can all do it together and support each other. Yeah. Yeah, that's so interesting because... The one thing when I got involved with the podcast here and into the mountain biking community, the mountain biking community is so cool. It's so, so good. Did you find that yourself? Uh, do you know what? I've 
I've, I'm blown away by it. There's two communities which have completely made me go, right, this is why they're successful. So uh, CrossFit, because the community is just insane. Everyone just jumps together. And also, I've only just started to realize this. Like, there's no ego. There's no zero. People just are there and just enjoy it. They just come together. Uh, like, the other day, I was with Alex and one on. We just went out with a couple of, uh, like, new people I'd never met. And by the end of it, you just... You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Together. It's insane. But it's amazing the social media space as well, which I'm finding with it. So lots of people are reaching out, just saying hello. And it's it's really cool. It's good to see. Yeah, it's a, it is a great, great environment to be involved in, definitely. So, Simon, take us through a normal day for you. What do you kind of do? Oh, uh, right. I'm big into my morning rituals. Huge. So <laughs> this is going to sound bad with how this podcast started off because I'm actually having a lazy day because I burnt myself <laughs> out a little bit, which is against how, how and what I preach. But um, usually it's a 5 a.m. start. Um, wake up. I always have to wake up and move. So literally wake up, shorts on, go for a run. Uh, use about 5 to 10K, depending on what I'm doing. Just get up and do something. Uh, always listen to audiobooks, podcasts as I'm doing that. So trying mm-hmm. to target to... <laughs> Two birds with one stone, really. There. Yeah. So it's the um, the learning lesson on the move. As soon as I get home, then it's food. Um, getting some good, high quality brain food, uh, muscle food, X, Y, Z. Sit down. I'll then spend about half an hour to an hour just planning my day. So I'll work out to the hour what I'm going to do, who I'm going to see, X, Y, Z. Um, then I'll rate everything that's gone into that diary. Is it moving me forwards to where I want to be, or is it not? If it's not, it'll be removed and replaced. And um, that's the biggest thing I've found with creating personal momentum is find what's actually moving you forwards and just focus on that <laughs> because mm-hmm. yeah. amazing how much time, like um, one of the events that we do is we get people to look at where the time's actually being spent. And you can do this on social media. And we were at Google uh, HQ. I think it was not HQ. They've got like a workshop thing in Manchester. Mm-hmm. So. The average Brit at the minute is spending between three to four hours a day on social media. Yeah, that's crazy. Wow. <laughs> yeah, then, social zombies, man. Oh, and then we're at the other end of the chain where people are going, my life sucks, I'm not doing anything. I'm like, what? <laughs> so, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so anyway, that's that, that's a little bit diarying. Um, from there, then I'll either go to the gym and then I'll just start into my day. So for me, I'm, I'm all about serving self, getting yourself into a really good mental position and physical position before mm-hmm. opening the day up to everyone else, emails, um, business meetings and stuff like that. So I've got to look after, I'm very big on look after yourself before you then look mm-hmm. after everyone else. Yeah, it's cool. And, you know, all these guys that seem to be doing this kind of thing, your Tony Robbins and all, all these fellas, they all have a morning ritual without doubt, without fault, you know, um, and yep. a lot of them are into med- meditation. Do you do meditation? <laughs> so, right, I do, but I do, right, meditation's got this big stigma around it that you have to sit on a yoga mat, wear pink yoga pants and on the living hell out of your morning um, <laughs> with incense sticks and miniature buddhas all around your candles. It's actually, it's, so the actual art of meditation is getting present. So I find doing that, and I find a lot of our clients and a lot of people within this world of creative people that just want to be doing stuff all the time, is that they actually get that from maybe walking, getting outside into nature, just going on the bike, doing a simple run, some simple mm-hmm. task where they just have to be present in the moment. 
Um, so my, my, my kind of like meditation, if I'm not burnt out, I like, I will just sit down, chill out and just think about things that are going on or I'll do it as I'm running, as I'm walking or just, just simply switching off and getting into your own head and your own thoughts without distraction. Uh, that's simply all it is. Yeah. You know, and that's the same as me because I tried meditation for, and yep. it, it wasn't, it wasn't really full on or anything like that. You know, it wasn't an hour a day or anything like that. It was 10, 15 minutes a day. But I tried it for about 10 or 11 weeks. And it, you know what? It just wasn't for me. And I found that I get that actually more so from going to the gym or something. Yeah. So I found that a lot with people. Um, a lot of people really do struggle to switch off. <laughs> it's as simple as that. But a lot of people can actually switch off whilst they're in some form of activity. Mm-hmm. So the, the best way, like, you go up to a child who is painting a picture or they're submersed into an activity and you're like, say the name. They don't listen to you, do they? <laughs> but yeah. that's because they're just so fully in it. Um, so I think some of us still stay in that, that state where, where we just still find our best way to get into our own head is just submerse yourself into an activity. Yeah, no, I find that too. And, you know, I don't know if it's just maybe myself or i suppose it's it's a personal thing for everybody but i would think that people that you know like alex like yourself you know that are active all the time like to get out like to get the blood flowing sitting down for half an hour might be difficult um (laughs) yeah (laughs) I, I, i i'm not gonna lie like we um we're very big on like trying to get people to have active. So we do um, one of our keynotes is on like energy preservation. So it's all about like everyone. This is the other reason why the, we're trying to remold the industry is because everyone has their own individual way of doing things. And I think when you only start to realize that, can you actually get someone to start performing at the best? So um, it's like I was just saying then for me, I can sit down for about half an hour and watch something, but I'll get bored or I'll get an idea in my head where I want to go and, just do it <laughs> so mm-hmm. start writing journaling or whatever um but it's like we were saying before i think some people need to have active periods of rest so just getting out and walking um in nature seems to be a big one for a lot of people but mm-hmm. the, the biggest thing i've noticed in coaching through so so the, the beautiful thing we we're so diverse because we can help people in so many different areas it's amazing to see how different people in different groups do it so a prime thing I can imagine from this group and this community of people who are like mountain bike lovers and getting out into nature is that's actually probably their way of, do you know what I mean? Disconnecting from mm. what's gone on at work, getting the head out, the emails, totally. and do you know what I mean? So I, I put a post on my Instagram about this. I was like, I've got this new bike. It's top like X, Y, Z, Alex has sorted me out on it. And I was like, this is the only thing I've found where I can just switch off and just be in a moment. He's just bombing down the hill, trying to dodge mm-hmm. a tree and more than likely fall off a drop-off because I've only been doing it for about two months. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's, it's a bit of a fun thing. I think everyone's got their own individual thing. And I think once you know who you are and what makes you tick and what makes you relax, um, then you can start implementing better strategies. But I think that's the big thing at the minute. We're all very quick to look on social media and see what the Kardashians, the guys in the States are doing, X, Y, Z. We all try and follow their patterns without actually following our own Um and I think that's the big thing is find what works for you and just that's the best way. And I think that's why we're doing very well in that space is because it's very individual for the individual. Yeah, yeah. So as as far as coaching and stuff, 
you're obviously looking after Alex there. Have, have you any other mountain bikers at the minute you're, you're working um, with? We've had, we've had a couple in the past. I mean, since working with Alex, um, a big thing with us as well is it doesn't just come straight to me. It kind of segments through the team. Mm. So um, I know we did have a quite a big influx when Alex started doing it. We did um, a bit of a live stream on Alex's feed, which we got quite yeah. a lot from as well. Um, mm. So I can imagine there's quite a few in the, in the system. So it's good. Yeah, yeah, that that's cool, and I hope you get more through because you well, know mountain bike mountain bikers are maybe the kind of guy that you know you're hurtling down a hill at x amount of speed, and you know I don't need any of that stuff. I don't need a you know I don't need to sort my mind out. I'm a hundred percent, you know. But we all do, don't we? Really? Oh, totally. Um, cognition's a big thing, but the, the big thing I found in so we do a lot of work for like, like endurance, the outdoorsy stuff. And the biggest thing I found is that the very underfueled sports. So the actual demand. So if you think you're on a bike, so um, I, I realized this when we cycled. We did um, a day challenge of cycling to Paris. So road cycle from London to Paris in a day, wow. nearly broke us. But we actually worked out per hour that we needed roughly our body weight in carbohydrates going in to keep us fueled. Now, if you can imagine doing that, like because road bike is a lot easier than trying to get up a ridiculous mm-hmm. forest hill <laughs> where you're wheel spinning and you're powering out all the time yeah so your energy demand's still going to be at some form of that level now the biggest thing i found with riding in groups and riding with people and seeing how people react when they're doing it is they bottom out people aren't fueled for the, dur- the duration and the mileage that they're trying to do on the bike so they'll do the bike ride get home and then the rest of the day is ruined <laughs> because they just want to sit at home and carp yeah. on a pizza or something along the lines of that so it's all about energy balance, getting that balance correct for the demand that you're doing on the bike. And um, yeah, and the things that you can do to build yourself up so you're actually on that bike at your best. Is big. Mm. Yeah, it's funny because most people will go out and let's say they're weekend warriors and they go out once or twice a week or something like that. And they'll go, because I know I've done this too, and you go out and you think, right, I'm not going to feel myself that much because I want to get fitter and I want to lose a bit of weight. Yep. So I'll not fuel myself on the bike, but that's probably the wrong thing to do. Uh, yeah, totally. Well, the last thing you, especially the biggest tissue you don't want to lose is muscle mass. So if we put the fitness cap on, fitness and nutrition hat on, um, lean tissue is a really, really hard tissue to build uh, in males and females. Um, and that's the one that you don't want to break because that's the one that's giving you your power. It's the one that's, it's the healthiest tissue. It's the one that's sucking in nutrients. It's the one that's doing everything. And if you underfuel, you actually start breaking those tissues down. And the, the key for a nutrition coach, so to speak, is to preserve muscle mass because it's the mm-hmm. healthiest tissue. It does absolutely everything and get the body into a position where it can normally diminish fat tissue. So there's, it's getting that balance correct for someone. And that's what I'm trying to say. Everyone's got their own individual ways, their own individual systems of this will work before they go out looking at oh i'll do keto this week oh i'll go and do a high carb low carb day is <laughs> do you know what i mean mm, so yeah. it's finding out what works best for that individual which is going to give them the best and the biggest bang for the book on the day which then is an in normal life in the job the social life the family life interfering there so that they can still go out enjoy the, the life they can still go and live they're not having to make three different meals for the family and stuff like that mm-hmm yeah yeah cool and you know i had i had an experience and i'll just briefly go over it because i talked about it before where i went out myself to a local trail network and i was going out to kind of source new trails yeah and um i thought right i'll be out a couple hours max 
But then what I actually realised is to find new trails, you have to start at the bottom and actually ride up because you can't, you see a trail coming out of a forest, but you can't find the entrance to it. So you have to go, you know, you have to go up the trail. So I, I actually spent about four hours riding uphill that day <laughs> and I had no food. I, I didn't take any food with me because I thought I'll only be out a couple of hours. No bother. Um, I came home, I got some food and you see about 20 minutes after that, I felt so ill. I had to actually go and lie down. My system just crashed. Oh, yeah. And that is the first time I've actually experienced that. Yeah. That's, that's what but, I've done about before. Yeah, and it mm. ain't nice. No. And you can do nothing the rest of the day. You're snookered. Yeah, well, it can carry over as well. Because obviously, if you don't meet that demand, then you start you. Because most people go out only on a, a Saturday and Sunday. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly, they're really struggling Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So they've got no energy in the morning. They're struggling. The sleep's gone. Sex drive's gone. They're struggling to wake up. So they become the 11 a.m. person that only really gets energy <laughs> midway yeah. through the day. So there's, there's lots of red flags. If you, ever, if you ever speak to Alex about all his red flags, there was hundreds. And it's like, dude, wow. you're so underfed. It's insane. Yeah, that's crazy. And for somebody like Alex that's gone out and competing and has a good level, a high level, and but he's still so much stuff he can work on. Yeah, totally. Do you think a lot of the pros look at this stuff as well? What are they doing? Do you know what? I'm not. I'm so new into this. I'm very just because this just started off as a hobby and it's all starting to merge into something. So I've, I don't even know what goes on at top level. I've not even looked into anything. Yeah. At the minute, I'm just finding my way and falling off. <laughs> but <laughs> I, stuff, I can yeah. imagine I've been into a lot of pro sports. I've seen, I've spoke to a lot of athletes and I know there's a big void being missed with the whole, how it all connects. So the mental aspect of it, the nutrition aspect, the the actual functional health aspect, looking at what mm-hmm. systems can be improved for a better overall picture. So I can imagine there's just giving someone nutrition plans is just the tip of the iceberg. There's a lot more that can go into helping someone. So I can imagine there's still probably a big open space there that could need filling or will need filling yeah certainly certainly oh that well that's interesting for you guys because that's an area you maybe should look at you know in the in the in the mountain biking scene or the sports scene or whatever yeah definitely i mean ideally when nourish you goes live we are going to have a performance aspect and a performance strand to it so there will be um people who i want essentially to be experts in those given fields actually coaching Mm. and going in at the highest levels that they can yeah cool very good now do you mind if we talk about the gym um or the bike or both as far as training goes i've got a morning i'm all yours whatever you want to talk about (laughs) (laughs) um but here let's let's first talk about your new santa cruz you mentioned it a wee bit there i seen you put a post up on instagram that is an (laughs) awesome that is an awesome looking bike yeah well (laughs) fun story here so (laughs) I, I soon realized um, after going out with Alex and Amanda for my first time that stiff tails or hard bikes, whatever you call them, bikes yeah, yeah. are not good for going downhill and on, which kind of leave you quite battered and bruised down below, don't they? So <laughs> I did it like twice and it, I just ended up in bits. Um, so I said, to, I was like, guys, I need to sort this out. So Alex has kindly sorted me out. Um santa cruz but my god i cannot believe the difference so i went out on it for the first time um i've been out on it twice now but the difference in it's up do you know when you just have confidence in your ride and in mm. if that makes sense yeah oh yes yeah. it's, it's just insane i can't believe the difference of it 
especially from a complete novice. Uh, mm-hmm. It's just an, it's just amazing how much difference the the tool has made. So, yeah. What model is it that you got there? Oh, <laughs> blue. <laughs> yeah, here. Did Alex do that? Uh, did he try and get you that color, or was he trying to get you pink, or what was he trying to do there? <laughs> no, it, that's actually Alex's old bike. So, all oh, right, okay. First, yeah, Santa Cruz. He just said, "Look, I'm I'm in the market to get rid of this. It's got everything top spec on it." Uh, I can see you're trying and possibly aiming to do something and race in the future. Would you like it? Um, so obviously then I was just like, hell yes. <laughs> and then that's how that's happened. That's how I've come in to, to get that. Yeah. Awesome. Well, that, that's you. You're, you're bitten by the bug now. That's <laughs> when you're on one of those, you can never go back. <laughs> I just can't, be- I can't believe the difference it's made at all. Uh, yeah, it's, it's remarkable. I, you know, it's funny, and uh, you know, I think if you put a really good rider on any bike, they're going to blow you, they're going to blow you away. Yeah. But I think just to build your initial confidence, something like that is really good. Well, that's that's the big thing with this sport, isn't it? It's all in your head. So I think yeah. if you've got the tools, like that was the biggest thing I noticed. Like some of the some of the stuff I've been doing on the hardtail, it was it was just so in like the mindset of it was just so different. You just float. It's like you've not even landed. I can't explain it. But um, whereas in the past I'd land and then have to like fight with the bike and wrestle it to, to get back in a direction. Whereas this, it's just like it's effortless. It's like ping. <laughs> so yeah. um, I, I love it. I love it. It's, it's such. It's made such a big impact. But it's it's. I think that's the biggest thing in this in this game. If you are in doubt of what your capability is, you you you'll bottle it, won't you? Mm. Um, and from what I've seen, that seems to be the biggest biggest thing going through my own experiences. Whereas if you're confident in yourself and the equipment, it's very easy just to commit straight away and in a moment to doing something. So you're not having to run up to it and slam on. <laughs> yeah. So it does help. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very true. Um, we'll, we'll get into that main thing in a wee bit just because it does interest me. But let's talk about the gym. Oh, yes. So you're, uh, you're in good nick yourself and all there. And you obviously, as you said, you go to the gym and you're on and that. So what would you advise regarding kind of the weekend warrior or even somebody a little bit more serious, maybe like Alex there, yep. doing in the gym or to get better on the bike? Like, do you need to go to the gym? Um, this is the big thing at the minute, isn't it? You know, so gym versus bike and all this. Anything you can do can cross over and benefit into what you're doing. There's obviously things that are going to be more optimal. There's going to be things that are less optimal. But the biggest thing is for the weekend warrior, it's find out what you enjoy. There's so many people who I speak to who are doing programs and they hate the gym and they hate what they're doing and they just disconnect from it. And within a month or two, they've walked away from it. That shouldn't be the case. Everything has to start with fun, especially with the mindset of the people who like to bomb down hills. Ask Mm -hmm. yourself, what can you commit to in your current life? What do you enjoy doing? And maybe if you don't enjoy the gym, you enjoy, I don't know, stretching or bodyweight movements. Go and do yoga and bodyweight workouts. So whatever you personally feel you can commit to and enjoy, start there. And then if you're someone who's never been to a gym, don't do what everyone does at New Year's Eve and do three, four, five times a week. Just start with once a week. See how that impacts. Then the next week, try it twice. And then just eventually build the habits up where it can become a lifestyle and not just where you've initially jumped in at the deep end, you've changed too much where the sustainability, because at the end of the day, that's that's a, a coach's goal or a, a trainer or a nutrition coach is to, to get that. 
is to get that consistency and that sustainability into someone's life where they can consistently do it. So if that mm -hmm. bit's failing, it's not going to go. So we, we always see a lot of people jump in at the deep end. They change too much and they don't change anything. But if you can get the person to realize and identify what they enjoy, uh, what they feel confident and comfortable doing. So we always ask the question on a scale of one to ten, how confident are you that this is going to happen this week? If it's below an eight, nah, it ain't going to happen. <laughs> um, then commit to it, put it in the diary, and then go from there. Um, so I think that's the biggest thing before you start with anyone is just find out what they are willing to do. Where is their willingness to change and go into that level? Um, obviously, certain things are going to be better than others. So, for example, Alex just jumped straight in because this is his life. So we got him into the gym. Um, we were doing lots of power work, strength work, increasing where his weak systems were. When he was on the road, we were giving him home workouts and things like that that he could do as well, where he could still work on what he was doing whilst he was traveling. So there's always a way. It's just, again, it all has to be built around and for you. Mm -hmm. all, everyone seems to get into this mistake of grabbing at cookie-cutter approaches, seeing what everyone else is doing, and that might not work for you, usually. Yeah, yeah, it's it's right, and like like you say, getting it into being a part of your lifestyle is probably what you're aiming for. You don't want to be thinking of the gym and saying, oh my god, huh? have to go to the gym again, you know. If, if something becomes stressful, the person disconnects. And if disconnects happens, they're not going to win at what they set out to achieve. And that's bad. That's what hundreds and millions of people are doing right now, is they just, they're putting themselves into positions where it's not going to become sustainable. It becomes a short-term win and just fails in the long term. And for someone who's performing at a high level, you can't have that. It's got to be something where, you know, like I'm, I'm actually waking up to enjoy to do this. I can see myself progressing. Um, and that's that's kind of the key in it really and then putting the person into a position where every single workout or everything that they do they're seeing themselves progress because the biggest thing you hear in the health the wellness the fitness industry is I'm struggling for motivation <laughs> I'm presuming yeah. you've heard that um, but then what people do is turn to things like Instagram and quotation videos to kind of get themselves going I think they're really good at creating that activation motivation but motivation really stems from seeing yourself progress and step forwards each time doesn't it so if each week you're setting yourself little benchmarks and little tick-offs and you're seeing yourself progress you kind of gamifying the process to a point where it's like oh i've just done this next week right i've got this to aim for now so you're always seeing yourself kick a ball through a through a goal every single week mm -hmm. i think that's a real real big thing in this as well is setting setting someone up to win setting those foundations and then setting it to a position where every single week they're seeing some form of progress and i think mm -hmm. if you get that formula right it's game over yeah and you're right i think it's just getting that mind into the the right place and i've had ben from the strength factory on and i've had james wilson from he he's from Colorado and he does a lot of online training courses and all yeah. for mountain biking. What do you think of those courses? I've I've done James's and I must admit I did find it really helped me on the bike. Oh, it will do. If you it's one of those, isn't it? If you're gonna work, if you do, if you're doing something, you're gonna see the crossover straight away. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and you know the beautiful thing about that course of James's was it was forty minutes. Yeah. You know, in and out, 40 minutes, 50 minutes. It just depended on how quick you went through it. But um, it was very different from anything I'd done. It was more mobility training. Oh, big Very thing. Pacific, very Pacific for the bike. So if somebody's wanting to start out going to the gym and, and wanting to find the motivation 
to do that. Do you think doing something specific for your sport is is a definite yes? Oh, totally. I think first get yourself going and then start to dial it in as you get yourself going. Definitely. Um, especially if you're already doing a lot on the bike, a lot of people end up with really tight legs and hips. I'm presuming that's what a lot of your mobility stuff and shoulders. Yeah. Everyone yeah. ends up with shoulders and they get neck pains. Um, so definitely, I think you, you've got to have a good balance between um, shortening a muscle and lengthening it, um, obviously. So stretch, stretching it is as important as obviously working it as well. So you've got to get that rest to work ratio mm-hmm. it, it all depends how much you're doing as well though do you know what i mean this is there's just so many variables <laughs> yeah the, the issue is the answer to all of these things will always be it depends yes mm. you know what i mean <laughs> yeah yeah totally and like james is quite good in his training uh programs because it gives you about three or four different options yeah you know if you're if you're going to the gym twice and you're on the bike twice do this if you're going to the gym four times and you're on the bike once do this you know um so you can really tailor around to what you're doing um um and your your situation um so it's very it's very very interesting but i think when people go to the gym they think of it as a physical thing talk to us a wee bit more about the mental side of that as well because that plays a huge part in it mindset's everything isn't it (laughs) do you know what i mean so well and true having a, a Bugatti Veyron, so to speak, sat on the drive. But if you're not happy whilst you're driving it, it's, well, you can bleep it out, mm. but it's pointless, isn't it? Um, <laughs> do you know what I mean? And I think the mindset aspect is it's everything. This is where fitness has all become about um, the way that your body moves, the way that you look, X, Y, Z. And a huge proponent has been missed on the way that you handle things emotionally, emotional resilience, stress resilience. Um, the way that you actually feel is a big thing. And the, mm-hmm. the other thing to look is when you collaborate those, most people, when they achieve a goal, only remember how they felt, but only set goals on what they can see. So quite well. So the, the gym is obviously a massive thing because with anything where you see yourself investing in yourself, it's going to drastically help your mindset, isn't it? Because mm-hmm. it's self-worth exercise. It's a self-investment thing. Same thing when you see yourself eating healthier. You're investing back into the, the bank of you. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it improves your energy, it improves the way you look, your confidence goes up. So I think the more you invest in yourself, the more it helps everything on the mental aspect. Yeah. You know, and I'll, I'll harp on here a wee bit about my uh, my injury, but people are going to be so fed up about hearing me talk about this. Uh, have, you, have you had an injury recently? <laughs> <laughs> um, but... This this is the thing, right? This is how it affected me. Mm. Um, when I'm going to the gym, I mentally feel better. I eat better. I'm just, you know, I, I'm just more strict with what I do. I seem to be switched on more. I don't procrastinate as much. I get things done. I have a better schedule. I get up earlier. It, you know, the gym to me is all that stuff it's just not going to the gym and training for an hour but it it sets up the day for so much more stuff and since i've had the injury right which was what 12 weeks or something now um my diets went to crap um because i I don't know why you know but i just my diet's not as good because i'm not training and i'm not seeing those benefits and the goals and all that kind of stuff. And mentally, I struggled a wee bit too because all of a sudden I went from being, 
very active to doing nothing. Yeah. Um, and I, I talked a wee bit about it on the podcast I'd done about the, about the podcast um, and about how that must affect pros and stuff like that when they all of a sudden have an injury and can't do anything. So totally for somebody like that, Simon, what would you advise mentally to be doing and, you know, physically, what can you do when you're basically bedridden and can't do much? First things first is whatever, whatever the injury is, immediately flip the focus so a lot of people tend to focus on i can't i can't i can't i can't i can't Mm -hmm. and then that becomes the the list of ah i can't do this disconnect the the big thing is first depending on the injury because some will leave you in a position where this still doesn't work but depending on the injury focus on what can you still do i can still eat better i can still train my legs i just can't move my upper body i can still do this 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 and then see if there's anything that can be put in that works on your i can list over that i can't so for example a person who's hurt their wrist can still get in do things on the legs they could still essentially go and run they can still eat well they can still stretch they can still there's still mm. a list of i can so i think that's the big thing first is flip the mindset from i can't to i can um i think that's absolutely massive i think going back to what a lot of people struggle is where they lose the purpose and the intention so everything has to have purpose and intention to move forwards from and i think when you become injured if you can't do that one thing it's very hard to lose it's, it's hard to create the the movement from it because like you were saying before Going in the gym gives you the intention to eat better, make better choices. It gives you the intention to not go out and get hammered at the weekend. It gives you the intention to get on your bike. Mm -hmm. So I think that's a big thing as well is recalibrate, take a moment, sit, get into your own head, look at what you can do, and then give that the intention. So at the minute, it's not about high performance. It's about rest, recovery, and looking after myself. Because as well, at the end of the day, you can actually use this I can list to improve the injury and heal it quicker. Yeah. It's just a different approach. So that's the big thing. But I, I, I can totally get that. when you, As soon as you're injured, it can be – like I used to be um, – I was a high-level gymnast. And I can remember swinging around a bar. I did a double straight flip. And I came back on the second turn and broke every single toe. Oh, <laughs> so man. Yeah, yeah, it was the worst. I didn't sleep for about three weeks because my toes were just red raw. Damn toes. Broke all my toes, yeah. Oh, I did. dude. Came off the bar, solid. It was, it was impressive, don't get me wrong. But it, it, it crippled me. But I was only about um, 15, and because of this, I can't remember how old I was, but at the time, because I was competing at such a high level, they just had me in doing things, but I just wasn't allowed to like land on my feet or anything like this. So they, they still found a way, even at that level. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's the big thing. Because mentally as well, when, you, when you're performing at a high level, it becomes your identity. Does that make sense? Yeah, certainly. So what happens is a lot of people, when they become injured and they can't perform, they feel like they're going through a bit of an identity crisis. I was like, oh, yeah. I don't know what to do. Yeah. yeah, because I touched on it in the podcast and I was just talking about, you know, it's me talking about this, about injuring myself, you know, and I'm, you know, this is only a hobby for me. But for a professional athlete, like a yeah. mountain biker that breaks a collarbone or a leg or something and can't actually get out it must be so mentally tough for them guys or are them guys just mentally tough anyway uh, i think i think it'd be a bit of both i think it depends on the person doesn't it i've seen it i've seen it on both sides of the wheel i've seen where people use it as fuel and motivation and i've seen it where people can use it as to victimize and stop so i think it's um 
it's very, it's very, very personal dependent. It's how you use it, isn't it? Mm. But I think if you've got the right team around you, they can direct you into funneling that into better uses. Yeah. Um, but I totally can imagine that if you're at a high level and I, I actually was speaking with this about Alex and if something went wrong and it stopped you, um, it can become a thing. I actually watched a really, really good documentary. I wish I could remember the name for this. It was either on Netflix or Amazon. It was about a guy who was into all this sort of stuff, mountain biking and um, like, um, what's it called on the motorbikes? Is it motocross where you yeah. do the yeah. on that? He was into all that sort of stuff. And he had a chronic injury. And it left him like comatose. He was um, paralyzed. So he literally lost who he was at the snap of a, thing, a finger. Very scary was he his whole thing had been about like yeah his whole thing had been about like um, breaking the mold breaking the status quo and doing things so suddenly his motivation because he had to completely change who he was was just to not necessarily do three backflips on a bike it became to actually into what he could do to better himself so it was like to walk again then as soon as he could walk again because he got told he could never walk mm-hmm. so then it was to walk again and then it was to walk across a desert <laughs> and then it was to, so it just became it built up in a different area as well so the mindset of the man never changed, but the physical aspect did. Yeah, wow. I I it. it's, a, it's such a powerful documentary. I left it, I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah you just can't, you can't make excuses, can you? Yeah, excuses. no, it's crazy. And it's funny, I was listening to a podcast the other day, and again, I can't remember this fella's name, but the dude's, the dude was massive, really well built. Um, I think he was maybe a Marine or something like that, but he was attacked by a shark and he oh. lost he lost a leg and an arm on either side of his body but they were chatting to him about it and he was just so mentally strong or whatever and they actually asked him you know if you were to go back would you would you still want the the incident to happen and he said yes i wouldn't replace it because it is changed my life so much and led, led me in a direction that i really want to be so he's very motivational you know talks and coaches and but that is amazing the guy lost a leg and an arm incredible he's still ripped dude he is still in some neck it's it's insane it's absolutely insane like oh, yeah. the power of the human mind is just incredible i think when you channel in it again going back to alex alex story when you give something intention everything follows Alex committed in a moment. He's like, do you know what? I actually can do this. And then now look. Whereas at the time we were speaking, he's like, oh, I don't know if it'll work. I don't know if it'll work. But like yeah. in the same scenario, like even when it's become a physical ailment, you're still in a position where you can, if, if you've got this, that what's happening in the dome, <laughs> mm-hmm. if you can get that into a much, like into a place where you can just redirect your energy and your focus, you, it's insane. There's a, there's a, there's a, is it quadriplegic where you've, you've not got yeah. Any, there's um, a really, really famous speaker who speaks and basically like he, he, his story is so powerful where his whole world was just, it felt a bit, he'd never get married, all that sort of stuff. And now he's up inspiring millions of people. He goes swimming with sharks. He's made multi-millions of, pa- he's done everything that everyone told him he wouldn't. And millions, he's got this smoking hot wife. <laughs> but the same thing, like there, when he was in a bad position and his mental state was broke, he could have just gone, do you know what, I'd give up. Or it's mm-hmm. like, no, no, I can stand up and fight this. So it, it's an amazing tool. Yeah, it, it really certainly is. And I think the injury thing for 
any mountain biker is quite a big one because if you mountain bike, you're going to get injured. The chances are you're going to have an injury at some time. It's just a matter of when. Um, <laughs> you know, so I'm just, oh, yeah. I'm just letting you it's know, Simon. So. <laughs> First time. I pull, every time I've been out with Alex, I've gone over the handlebars. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, and, and it's so cool. And, you know, we're talking there about mentally getting yourself in the right place. The funny thing is now, just sitting chatting to you and about my injury, the good thing about my injury is I can then I can chat to people now because I've had the injury about how you can actually get better. And listen, it's not forever, and you can do things better because mentally now I'm I really can't wait to get back to the gym. I'm so motivated to get back. I know that sometimes when I would have said to me, oh, I can't be bothered today, that's such an excuse. Because now that I can't go, all I want to do is go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I'm trying to take the positives out of it. And um, I feel that I can help people maybe get through that kind of thing now. Totally. That's because I've experienced it. Totally. The message always lies in the in the worst moment, doesn't it? You can always help people. I think that's 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 hu- humanity. I think that's where what we should all do. Everyone goes through lessons and everyone should take what they've learned to better us. I think if we all did that, we'd be miles ahead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true, true. Okay, so, Simon, I'll let you go on with your day there, but just before I let you go, um, how does somebody know they need to reach out to somebody like yourself? Like, how did Alex know that he wanted to up his game and, and go a bit further? Is there telltale signs for that kind of thing? or? Um. Yeah. Like energy, inability to sleep, performance isn't good on a bike, not waking up in the morning, zero sex drive, health markers, NHS have diagnosed you with something that can be health or lifestyle related, or if you're just brutally honest with yourself, close your eyes and ask yourself the question: Why am I not where I want to be, or why am I not feeling the way I should feel? Mm. Usually, you can get the answer just from doing that. Yeah, and there's a lot of that stuff, isn't there? You know what I mean? It's yeah, that's crazy. I mean, I've 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 been at things a lot where you just try and do it on your own, and as soon as you've got, I always hire mentors now and people who are better than me because a it keeps me motivated, it keeps me online, and it's just always good to have someone to keep like keep you in check and keep you accountable with what it is that you want to achieve. Mm. I always think it's quite a, it's always a very beneficial tool to have. Yeah. Um, that's one thing I struggle with. I think I need a mentor. You know, I definitely do think I need somebody like that because I'm the kind of guy, if I had a gym outside in my garage, I probably wouldn't use it. But you see, as soon as I have to pay a gym membership, I will go to the gym a lot, lot more. That kind of motivates me to go because I'm paying for it. Yeah, exactly. It's weird the way the mind works like that. Yeah, there's got... <laughs> It's fun. There's always got to be some form of um, like pain. Someone has to give something in order to get. Does that make sense? So um, we've always found like in our business, if you give someone something for free, (laughs) it's very hard for them to get them the compliancy from them. Whereas if they've had to pay for it, then it's like, no, do you know what? I've got to really make this work. Mm. So I always think that if you if you give yourself some form of pain for doing something, it's very, very easy to get going with it. Yeah, that's so weird, isn't it? You know, totally. <laughs> and like some of these courses and stuff people sell online, if they sell them for a tenner, you know, the majority of people won't do it. But if they sell them for 600 quid, they'll get a lot more people taking them. Mm. It's just so strange. Yeah, well, it's there's a really good book. I think it's called The Hierarchy. Uh, 
or is it? I can't remember what it's called, hierarchy of economics or something like that. And it's all about how people's mindsets work with what they're going to get and associated to price and all that sort of stuff. It's really mm. went off on a tangent then. <laughs> <laughs> it's a book. Uh, cool. So, Simon, tell us just briefly, what do you like most about what you do? What inspires you to do what you're doing? Genuinely, um, I really wish I could. Uh, there's so many things. The biggest thing that I see is um, I love the impact we can have in someone's life. We can genuinely change someone's life. We can change someone's health. We can change the direction of someone's life. Prime example is someone who's stuck behind a job, hating waking up every morning, and said, you know what? If you can now believe in yourself, you've got the confidence and the self-esteem to go and do X, Y, Z, you can create that. You can do that. Here's the tools to go and do it. Let's mm-hmm. let's do it. Let's stop making these excuses and do it. So um, yeah. it's just amazing. We've got so many different stories, like the guy that didn't have the confidence to go and speak to the girl at the bar. We've got, there's so many little things. It's just watching people change, grow, and move forwards. It's so fulfilling. Yeah, and do you think most people suffer from fear of failure or fear of doing something? And they may not even feel that they're they're scared of doing that or they're fearful of failing but a lot of the time it comes down to that do you find that massively the the main fears of failure other people's opinions Mm. uh, looking stupid or something like that or not fitting in with the crowd um so yeah I, i see that's massive absolutely massive when you always boil it down to something that's usually what it is yeah that's that's pretty crazy um but so like Imagine so, where people would be if they didn't care about those things. That's that's what excites me. Like as soon as you get someone's head to switch, game over. <laughs> yeah, mm. very very interesting. Very interesting. I could talk to you for about ten days on this kind of stuff. But... Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I've got um, another so call how... at half eleven, so I'm fine. I've got plenty of time. Cool. So, um, how can people most or best get in contact with you, Simon, and follow what you're doing, or maybe get reach out and get in contact to see how you can help? <laughs> I'll be honest. I'm not. The, I'm not the person to follow for uh, motorbike, uh, motorbike, mountain bike inspiration <laughs> as of yet. But give me a couple of months, I'll be up there jumping off some high stuff, no doubt. Um, but Instagram, pretty much every single platform, it's Simon Hall BC, um, and just reach out, say hello. If anyone needs any help, that's what we're here to do. That's cool. And just one other thing, Simon, and I just want to chat to you about this. Do you get down days yourself? Um, do you know what I? I do, but I found out why. Um, everyone's, I, everyone's never, no one's ever going to be perfect, are they? So for me, if it's first thing in the morning, if I don't do, I always call them non-negotiables. If I don't do the things for myself and jump straight into serving other people, I tend to find that everything goes clarity, head, the works. So I've, I've become very, I'm very good at the biggest tool I've learned was from my first, well, first or second mentor, who was like. At the end of the day, write down everything that either moves you forwards or kind of like creates some form of discomfort or X, Y, Z. And I've, I've worked out is when things aren't, when I'm not doing the things for myself, that's when things tend to go all over the show. Yeah, so that's where the morning routine really comes in. Really, really does set yourself up for the day. It's a big thing for, my, for myself and the people who we work with. Like for me, it's just getting into my own head. I find when I'm not, I, I, there's a lot, of pe- a lot of people don't have clarity on because we're always growing we're always changing um so it's very easy to lose clarity on who you are what excites you what's working for you and what's not and i think that can change in a day but i think the more aware you are of yourself and what's going on up in the dome it's very easy for you to kind of like go do you know what this isn't working for me anymore and then you can quickly make the changes 
So the more self-aware you are and the more aware you are of what's around you and what you're doing, I think you're in a much better position to change it. Not saying that I don't have bad days, but I've found a very common correlation when I stop doing self-awareness work. It tends to shoot me in the foot pretty quick. Mm, yeah, yeah, no, I can I can totally understand that. Um, because again, since I've had my injury, I've got out of my morning routine because, you know, I can't do the things I would normally have done. Yeah. Um, so I, I haven't got a morning routine now, which is terrible. Let's build one. What do you enjoy doing? <laughs> what yeah, works for you first thing in the morning? Exactly. Well, normally I would get up and go straight to the gym. That's what I would normally have done. Fantastic. Good. Um, and do you want then, to do a cool little exercise? Yeah. Like, it can probably help everyone on the podcast. If you split a piece of paper into four, so we work from, we use something called the four core areas of life. So if you can, right. So can you remember I was saying, usually people um, will move one area forwards forget or neglect about one area and then it'll punch them in the face and then they'll have to jump back and help it right so if you split a piece of paper up into four so you got like xyz and then the top left the most important one it's you health body mind so that's that Mm -hmm. the second one next will be family relationships uh, and social so again they're, they're usually the most important two things in someone's life Mm-hmm. Uh, the next one, you'd go business, career, finances, X, Y, Z. And then the fourth one, go again for you, life, adventure, and personal growth. So the first little exercise we do with people is be brutally honest, knock yourself out of 10. Where do you feel in those areas? And then why? Why do you feel like you do within those areas? And then the next little bit will be if you can pick one or two action points per day, per week, X, Y, Z, what you feel confident in doing to move that area forwards, what would it be? Mm-hmm. and then do that so first thing in the morning if you can plan that little exercise it's amazing for people it's a really good self-awareness tool we find it really helps people move everything forwards um as one and not just one bit for another area to slap them in the face a little bit later on when they forgot about it yeah yeah, yeah. and i think the, uh, a major problem for most people is they don't i i am a i'm a I'm a list taker, you know what I mean? I like to do lists and jot everything down and Yeah. Um, you know, I'm not I'm just I've always been like that from a young age. Um but most people will go through their day or their week and they just stumble from one thing to the next and it's always like you have this cloud in your head or something. You're not you don't really know what direction you're going and No man's land. Yeah, and that's how I kind of feel a wee bit at the minute, but I know that's that I'll soon get out of that. But I think that's what most people struggle with. They have no direction. Yeah, well, I think it's, yeah, I, I totally agree. Um, but again, I, if there's no direction, but like, how do you know what direction to take? So again, if you go back, self-awareness, who am I? Where do I want to go? You find those core areas. You can steer the ship. But without that sight and that vision, it's very hard to steer a ship. So you just mm. go around in circles. <laughs> Yeah, very true. All right. So if there's any mountain bikers out there and they're wanting to up their game or get down them trails faster or just get their life in in a direction they want to go, they can get in contact with you. I'll put all the links on the show notes and stuff like that for you. Fantastic. Um, and uh, we'll see what happens. But Simon, thanks so much for coming on, man. It is an absolute pleasure to chat to you. Oh, it's been it's been great. Amazing interview. I love it. Let's get out on the bike with you, especially if you're yeah. uh, traveling as well with it. Certainly. And here, you're, you're starting a podcast yourself, aren't you? Yeah, we've got a big podcast. Uh, fingers crossed if Apple allow me to, <laughs> to put it on there, but it should hopefully get um, passed. So in the next couple of weeks, it should be on there. 
Ah, perfect. Okay, well, that'd be cool. And um, this episode will probably be out in about uh, two or three weeks. So if that happens, let me know and I'll put links. In. Well, I can put links on the show notes at any time for that. That would be cool because I'm sure the listeners would want to hear a wee bit more from you. Yeah, bro. That'd be cool. I really appreciate it. Thank you. And thank you for right. supporting me for your audience. No problem, Simon. All the best. I'll speak to you later. Have a good day, sir. You too, buddy. You too. All the best. That's a wrap for episode number 58, folks. I hope you enjoyed that. And Simon, thanks so much for coming on the show, man. I really, really did enjoy our chat. And I know we could have chatted on for, for hours and you were quite willing to do that. So thanks so much for that, man. I really, really did did enjoy it. And it, it's something that I'm quite interested in myself. So it was it was great just to, just to get you on the podcast and uh, share your knowledge and wealth with everybody listening out there. So thanks for that. And folks, if you want to know more about Simon, want to find out a wee bit more about how you can help just go to the show notes at mtb-tribe.com and you will find links to his social networks there and everything else that simon has got going on it's just quick and easy you can go there and you can read a wee bit more about the interview there as well you can also simply stream the show and listen to the show from there also you can listen to the show via itunes stitcher and Spotify, and I am trying to go on to Deezer. I don't know if many of you use Deezer. I, um, I'm trying to get on there, but I'll keep you posted on that. So thanks so much for listening to the show, sharing the show, and all that. You can obviously find us on socials. We are on Instagram and Facebook at MTV Tribe. So get in contact there. Drop me a line there if you wish to get anybody on the show or you wish to hear about anything else on the show. Just let me know, and I will do my best to do that. You can also go to the website and simply send me an email. The email address is info at mtb-tribe.com. There's a link on the website to that. You can get in contact. And again, just let me know if you want to hear from anybody or you want a a specific topic covered on the show. Just let me know and I will try my best to do that for you. So, folks, thanks for being here again this week. Thanks for spending the time listening to the show. I do appreciate it. And I will chat to you guys next week on another episode of the MTB Tribe Podcast.